While the family's together for the holidays, why not plan your next summer vacation? Right now, Ocean Isle Beach has lots of places to choose from. So book your Ocean Isle Beach getaway today at OceanIsleStyle.com. <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Jeff, what's up? What's going on, dude? So what's your supply like? Uh, I have two and a half rolls. All right, well, uh, that should probably conclude our coverage of uh, of the coronavirus, as I'm sure everybody's about to, their brain's going to explode. <laughs> um, we like to keep, we like to keep a light on here. You know what we did get, Jeff, is the, uh, the new um, Boom DDT theme song from Jason. Okay, we got we got the tunes. <laughs> yes, and I I haven't done anything with it yet, but I confirm that it works and it's a okay, and we're good to go. Oh hell yeah! So uh, that should that'll be at the top of the episode. Um, should I add anything to it, or you just like the way it is? Uh, well, we'll find out when we listen to this podcast. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm not. I don't mean change anything musically. I think it's perfect. Yeah. The, but I didn't know if we wanted to add something in the intro or I don't know. I'll uh, I'll brainstorm well, like it. A couple of farts or maybe uh, yeah. flushes or cat meows. Yeah. Exactly. A couple of farts. Who knows? Yeah, we we, we might get jazzy with it. <laughs> we'll see how it goes week to week, yeah. baby. Yeah. Did you get to watch SmackDown this week? As in. Um... The uh, Corona Smackdown? Yep, Corona Smackdown. I caught a little bit of it. So what was that experience like? Fucking crazy. Yeah, because I, I was excited to talk to you about this, because I... um Oh, we forgot, real quick, we forgot to, to tease that we are going to have our first edition of the Boom DDT dollar bin on this very episode. We're going to get our buddy, uh, our resident film expert and uh, original ham and bean boy, Bork, on the program for his very special. Yeah, the milkman. (laughs) The milkman Bork for a very special Boom DDT dollar bin. And uh, we'll we'll tease that and we'll save. uh, He's going to be reviewing a movie. Um a little later on so we'll save that for then it's gonna be good hell yeah i can't wait i really can't that movie was pretty awesome 
I yeah, know. wrestling fans will like this too. He's he's keeping it wrestling tight. Yeah, this is a wrestling. Uh, this is a wrestling movie, so it's gonna you're gonna like it. And I had never seen it. I had never even heard of it. Nope. Um. But yeah, Jeff, tell me about this freaking smack. So SmackDown had a Corona version where uh, there was no crowd. And uh, was Triple H on commentary? So here's the thing. Triple H introduced it. Like, he's like, welcome to the Performance Center. This is a place where... It's... He's basically saying this is a place where superstars become legends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And then it, like, just cuts to the theme music. And, yeah, we, we cut into an empty arena, you know, to about... That could hold maybe 50 people. There's just lights going around. There's no noise. Only Cole is on commentary to start. What? Only, like, like as if Corey has corona or something. Yeah, a, a quarantine Cole. Yeah. Cole's just out here by himself. What if they went? I wish they would have went full wrestling and, like, made a mockery of it. Like, put him in a bubble. <laughs> and said that he had it. And like made made him look all fucked up and sweaty and gross in there. <laughs> Kayfabe Corona looked yeah. like Red Hoiberg in there. Yeah. Kayfabe Corona. I don't even think Vince McMahon has the stones to pull that one off. No. Um and like immediately Triple H just sidled his ass on out there. And Triple H is like he is uh not confident in his commentary at all. Like he's halfway doing it like it's a shoot, like he's joking around with Cole and shit. And then uh, he left after the first match, and it was just Cole again. And then five minutes later, next segment, he comes back out. He's like, yeah, the internet was going crazy, so I figured I had to come back out here because they were saying you weren't that good. <laughs> okay. Like, Triple H is just like... Unravel. He's peeling back all the curtains, baby. If this was an onion, he's getting mighty close to the core. Yeah, he's about to. He's, he's showing us the innards. Yeah, he's about to whip up a freaking awesome blossom. <laughs> he's about to drop it in the fryer. Uh, but, I mean, still, like people are coming out. Like Bailey and Sasha came out to start it, and like they're cutting a promo, like acknowledging that there's no one there, but still, like looking around and shit like they're, they're they're trained professionals and they're trained to sell a crowd they when they need to start focusing on the camera like at all times but they're not like they're still getting on the turnbuckle and like taunting to no one you know wow that's odd yeah it's got a weird aspect and because it's a performance center and like people are awkwardly coming in like the entrances are much quicker like everything it's it's basically the comparison I thought of when I watched like backstage uh, works and then like people coming in and shit, it's it's like watching a sitcom with no laugh track. You know, the those pauses are necessary for the timing to be right. Yeah, and it's uh, now, now it seems rushed and like it just doesn't have that vibe. It's got to be the one of the worst uh, sports, if you want to call it a sport, to do this in. Like yeah, the, the audience, unless you completely change the game. Yeah, you can't use the same formula. The audience is such a big part of it. It's not like a, like when the NBA was considering it, I was like thinking of it in my head, and I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, that might be wouldn't be so bad, you know. 
to watch an NBA game without a crowd would be weird for sure. But, yeah, well, we've seen like NBA games at the gym before, and like been able to be a spectacle, like just in an empty gym, game pickup or whatever. That's what I mean. Like it's it's not the same thing because there's actual competition. Yeah. So it's still interesting to watch. Like not that this wouldn't be interesting, but the crowd's just such a big part of all the movement, like you said. Yeah, I mean, it's responsible for everything, you know. Yeah, how how the match goes. I saw a clip where they were still using uh, microphones. Yeah, and Triple H, like, that's where he was peeling back a layer. He's like, I think Bailey could have just shouted that to Alexa. That would have worked out. But she decided to use the mic. <laughs> yeah, like, who the fuck are you talking? Why do you have a microphone? You're standing right in front of the person. Yeah, it's odd, man. Well, I mean, where does this... It, like, everything's so fluid. I mean, we, we have no... We can't tell, but, like, who knows where this will go? Like, is is Vince going to actually shut down WrestleMania? It, it'd definitely just be delayed. Well, yeah. He's not canceling that son of a bitch. No, but I'm saying, like, I mean, right now, it doesn't... You wouldn't think that WrestleMania is going to happen the night it was supposed to. Yeah, I mean, earlier this week, I read an article. Like, this is after all these other leagues started pulling this shit. But before shit got really serial, you know? Yeah. Just like Levitard says, it got really serious when Tom Hanks yeah. went down. Well, it was like that, and it was like when the NBA... Uh, pulled, Shut down. Yeah, when the NBA pulled the trigger. Like, that was when... Like, I, I'd been, like, re- like, you know, looking into it for a while, and it was freaking me out. And then when the NBA pulled the trigger, I was like, okay, because that's a lot of money, you know? Yeah, I was like, man, that's that's that says something, but uh, well, f- I mean, we're not here to talk about fucking coronavirus. No, no, we you got, know what we I mean. We got sucked in. We got sucked in, so fuck that shit. Uh, <laughs> but so the, the, back to the SmackDown though, it's just they they need to. It'll take some work to like if this is gonna go on for multiple shows. I think they'll get the hang of it eventually, like how to work an empty arena. Yeah, we're like, were all the storylines still going, like going ahead, and or was it kind of like a pause week? Uh, this SmackDown seemed like they didn't change the formula at all. Like they still had the first storylines, Bailey and Sasha, and then like talking about uh, tag team shit that they were getting in the works in for the women's tag team titles. Um, and they had, uh, a Roman Reigns interview, which is nothing special. You know, it's just Colin Reigns. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious. So like when it's, when it's just like that, who the fuck is Roman Reigns talking to? Is he talking to Cole? I mean, they're, they're, Chairs are both facing the camera. They're in the ring, but yeah. Okay, so they, it wasn't like a, I, I was envisioning him cutting a promo like he normally does, just walking around the ring, you know, staring at nobody in the audience. Well, that's what Sasha and Bailey were doing to start the show, and it just had the weirdest fucking aspect. That's so. re- that's really what they did. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. And they, but they, they did acknowledge it's an empty arena, but they're still looking around like there's a crowd there. 
Honey, you need to look at the camera. Yeah, that is weird. I'm your audience now. That is weird. I was trying to watch it today because I had a little bit of free time this morning. Uh, I mean, everybody's got plenty of Corona time now, you know? Yep. <laughs> so, I was going to watch some SmackDown, but they didn't put it up. And I was really curious to see what this would look like. Because I saw like a, a Bray Wyatt segment, and he was cutting, did he cut a promo with somebody? Oh, I don't know. I just got like two segments in, because I, I didn't turn it on until late last night. Okay. All right, well, we should probably, uh, you got anything else from that SmackDown while we're on it? No, like I said, uh, that's, that's about it. It's, it's going to take some getting used to, and I want these these wrestlers to start looking at the camera a little more. So yeah. Sell me a little bit with those eyes. Well, thank God, we, thank God we're uh, getting some new segments in, because our, our uh, source content might be on pause. It's starting to run thin, baby. <laughs> it's, it's starting to run hella thin. Looking like the TP aisle. It could go. It could go on. Like who knows, man? It could go on pause. Every other sport did. Yeah. So it won't be surprising. But if anybody like if wrestling is like you know so used to the like production and everything, maybe they could find a way around this without a crowd. Yeah, I mean, be interesting. Anyone can do it. It's Vince's crazy ass. Yeah. Trish H at the helm. Yep. So, uh, what else? Oh, we had Elimination Chamber. We did. Uh, this one took me a while, to, probably four or five watches, Jeff. Oh, man, that's that, that's that fatherhood life. Four, yeah. <laughs> a fatherhood five is what it took me to get through it. A fatherhood five. <laughs> but, uh... Uh, I eventually did. I thought I had a couple. I didn't think it was like the greatest pay per view ever, nor did I think it was the worst. I thought I had a couple of cool matches. Uh, yeah, the uh, WWE's been getting into this lately where it's like no match is bad, but no match is absolutely phenomenal either. Well, what's what's your most phenomenal match? Uh, Tag Team Elimination Chamber, definitely. Really? Yeah. I was taken away. I was uh, intrigued and uh, surprised, and the whole works about the old uh, Daniel Bryan, excuse me, Drew Gulak match that we clowned on last week's show. You liked that, huh? I did. You didn't like it? I thought it was a weird way to start the. Like, I was amped up for an elimination chamber. So I thought it was a weird way to start it. I was expecting an elimination chamber to start. And if not, I was expecting like uh, the tag team championships or some shit. So it was a little more oomph. But then I realized that Gulak, it was his hometown. So I guess that makes sense for the crowd. That was the first match? Yeah, Ryan and Gulak. Okay. Well, in any event, I thought I thought it was really cool. I actually liked that match a lot. I thought Daniel Bryan... Uh, well, as always, but he was, he did a really good job in that match. He looked, you know, you, it really felt like Drew Gulak was catching him by surprise, you know? Yeah. No, it, don't get me wrong. It, like, technically, as far as wrestling goes, like Chris Benoit wrestling. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, tech, the technicality of it all was, was phenomenal. Yeah. Like, Gulak surprised a lot of people. I, I guess a lot of people didn't know he had that in the bag. 
Well, and Bryce, Bryce down to party like that. Oh yeah, you got a bag. Share with Daniel. Yeah, I knew that Gulak was good, but I haven't watched a ton of him. You know. Yeah, no one has. He's he's very sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. So, um, so yeah, I was I thought that was the match of the night for me. Uh, Almas and Creo got kind of squashed after that. Yeah. Yep. Um, so let's get let's get to some shit. I mean, we all knew the taker was gonna come and do his thing. But Eric, I wanna talk to you about the uh women's elimination chamber. Okay. Now, in this match, for those of you who didn't watch, this is the first time in elimination chamber that one woman just came in or man one person just came in and eliminated the entire field. Yeah. And it was all via submission too. And this wasn't like, this wasn't a spectacle match. This is a squash. This is a squash chamber. (laughs) Yeah. It was extremely odd. I didn't care for it. I think if you're going to do it like that, like you gotta, you can't have that as a main event. That was not a good way to finish the pay-per-view. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Switch the chamber matches, have the tag one last yeah, I it's like I don't know. It was it was so obvious, you know. That's the problem. Yeah, I even th- when it got down to Oscar, who was my dark horse in the race, and uh, Baszler at the end, like you still knew Baszler was gonna take the cake. Yeah, it was. She it, had just dominated everyone by that point. It's, it's still obvious because, of course, it's gonna be Oscar and Baszler. Yeah. Like any idiot, no nobody ever would have put any money on anybody else. Like, yeah. like Oscar's not a bad pick because it could they could have done exactly what you predicted, which was would you know turn it into a triple threat. Uh, but then when they got down, like you said, you could feel it coming. You're like, no, they're just gonna give Baszler the ultimate dominating look. Yeah, and this is this is one of those. I don't know if this has ever been done in the Elimination Chamber because we've missed a lot of them over the years. Uh, but I've never seen someone just standing there chilling, waiting for each pod to open up. You know, she had breaks in between eliminating people where she's just staring at the woman in the next pod. Yeah. That really pissed me. You, you see that in the Royal Rumbles from time to time. And we saw it with Brock, Les- Brock Lesnar... Uh, excessively this rumble yeah so it's odd to see the same type of dynamic just go in the very next pay-per-view i hate i'm not a huge elimination chamber guy i guess i don't know this was new this year but they had padding instead of steel is that new or no no they had it last that's that's a big part of it like i understand why you would do that i'm not a i'm not a barbarian but it does affect the visual you know it's like, eh. It, does, it doesn't seem as hardcore when you're just throwing a guy out onto a pad. Yeah. And that's like half the, you know, that's half the, uh, the, how do I say? 
Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Day. Concept? Yeah, like that's half the badassery, you know? Yeah. What else are you going to do? You can either throw the, throw them back flat onto the, you know, the steel grid, or you can throw them against the chain link fence, which gets old after a while. I don't know. You can throw them through the plexiglass, Eric. Yeah, you can throw them through the plexiglass. Have fun. <laughs> With plexi bass. Oh, man, I wonder if we could find that. But, uh, take some digging. that would take some digging. So there was a, what was that on our, uh, our, uh, that skateboard VHS we had? Was that on? Yeah. Skate and, TV. And had a, uh, an old family VHS that people just hit the record button and record their shows on and had the most random shows and an episode of skate TV that we used to watch as a kid. Oh Yeah. Uh, it, it, that was a great episode, man. It was on Nick. It was a show on Nickelodeon called Skate TV. If you yeah. if you've ever tuned in, you might remember. Yeah, this is this is an old show back when Nickelodeon was super badass. Uh, and right before like that recording started, there's some commercial from the pre- previous recording for these Lego type bear things called Flexi Bears. Flexi bears. like snap together. <laughs> and the sign off is this woman just like snapping it together. And she says, have fun. <laughs> that's this fake ass laugh. So it's like, have fun. <laughs> With flexi bears. <laughs> Here, I got one. Let me see if this is it. I got a submission. Question for you. What is a building block more That's than a, a building horse, block? Yeah. Flexi bears. From the From Buffalo Grove, Illinois. Hold on, we'll do it one more time at the end. Satisfaction guaranteed. Order now and get this colorful storage pail. Start having fun <laughs> with Flexi Bears. Order Flexi Bears for eighteen ninety five plus The face makes it even better. It's the fakest fuck. It is the fakest fucking laugh ever. Ha <laughs> ha. Have fun. Ha <laughs> ha. With Flexi Bears. <laughs> Thousand miles an hour in her spiel too. Yeah, so they yeah you're right. I can't believe you remembered all that. They basically are just like Legos. You know, they're just yeah. little, they're little flexi bears. Yeah, they just they look like gummy bears almost, from what I recall. Yeah. They look kind of fucking boring. I don't know how much you can build with a fucking bear shaped block. 
Yeah, it's a failing brain to begin with. I had never quite understood it. <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah, they made these one things that are they're like the same thing, but they're a hundred times better. They're called Legos, and it's because they're squares. And it's e- <laughs> easier to build stuff with squares rather than bear shapes. Yeah. Wow, and I can't believe we found that. I'm so glad we did. I know, for real. Um. So what we were talking about the women's elimination. I, yeah, big disappointment. Crowd was flat, brother. Totally. Totally flat. I think um, I think Baszler has that effect. Like, she's too... Dominant? Yeah, maybe just too scary looking, too. Well, let's hope Becky uh, squashes that. Yeah, we, we will see. Come whatever day WrestleMania come. Um, I want to say the spot of the night goes to, uh, one of the Lucha House Party, who I can never remember his name. Uh, Lince Dorado or something. I'm close. You're close. I'm white guying it. Yeah. I I I don't want a white guy. I'm too scared to white guy it. I can't help it. I just, white people cannot do this. And it's just one of our, our faults. And then, well, the announcers never give us the full name, and if so, they don't enunciate. They just swoop it on by, like, who's Dorado? Yeah. Like, hey, what'd you just say? What's his name? Yeah. Say that again slower for me, please. No, but you're totally right. Um, one of the other, so, what was the the original, uh, were they called the, the Lucha Brothers, or that might be AEW? What, what were the original WWE guys that went, Lucha, Lucha, when it was... That's the same thing. It's just I think it's changed luchadors over the years. Yeah, but it wasn't called Lucha House Party when it was just the two of them. I'm talking when it was Sin Cara and uh... Lucha Dragons. Oh, I think maybe. Yeah. So one of the Lucha Dragons, Lucha Brothers, Lucha House Party. One of them is AEW. One of them is old WWE. And one of them's new WWE. Um, we know House Party's new WWE, so... The one, the one in the middle was AEW, what'd you say? Lucha Brothers? Yeah. That's AEW, I think. Okay, so I want to say Lucha Dragons was WWE. Maybe. I'm, I'm, then, a, I'm hot on its... I could just be confusing them with the XFL Team Seed Dragons, who knows? Yeah, I'm hot on its trail, though. Okay, so Kali- it was Kalisto, remember? It's Sin Cara. Yeah. What were they? Let's see. Oh, the as, okay. Yep, Kalisto won the NXT Tag Team Championship alongside Sin Cara as part of the Lucha Dragons. Okay. So you are correct. And uh, then Lucha House Party is a completely different thing? See, I, I, I feel like at the beginning, um, Kalisto was part of Lucha House Party. I thought so, too. Because they do do the Lucha still. They do. Okay, after failing to regain the title, Kalisto would begin a partnership with fellow luchadors Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado. Lince Dorado. And Lince Dorado, with the trio dubbing themselves Lucha House Party. And... I think Kalisto has since uh, gotten injured or retired or something, right? That's what I'm saying. He's not part of the group right now, is he? I just I saw I mean only the two Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado were the only ones that uh, 
get it. That name is easy to just roll off the tongue once you start to say Lince Dorado. Yeah. It's not an enunciated word. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, those were the only two at uh, the Elimination Chamber. Okay. Well, it, it acts like he's still part of it, so you could be right. Maybe he's injured or something. Let me go back up here. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say he's injured, but he might be. Okay. But yeah, you're right. So that was the highlight of the uh, the other the uh, men's elimination chamber, the tag team elimination chamber match. He did a, a pretty pretty badass like swinging. Uh, was it be a senton or a? I'd say it's like a shooting star. Yeah, I mean it's more it's it's between a backflip and a shooting star because the the takeoff point's a little odd. Yeah, so I don't know if I've ever seen this before, but he snuck off camera when no one was paying attention because it's Lucha House Party and no one expects them to win. But he climbed the pod and then started climbing the steel structure, like climbed the roof of the steel structure like monkey bars. And he's just monkey barred his way up to the middle. He's, so he's like 20 feet high. All of a sudden the camera zooms out and he's just chilling up there, hanging above a crowd of people. And all of a sudden, he swoops himself forward, does a backflip shooting star press type thing, and just lands perfectly on the crowd. It was amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I, the shot I, value was great. It was. It, it was. You're right. It was executed beautifully. The uh, the thing I was trying to say was, I'm pretty sure Kalisto last year or what some year did a similar one, but it was. They hadn't figured out quite how to execute it like this, like Lindsay did, and it was it was much less uh, impactful and everything. It didn't look very good at all, really. Are you saying he monkey barred his way out of the roof? Yeah, he did that, but then he he did more of a splash. He did uh, just a, like a crossbody. He did like a swinging motion, and then he just fell into a a crossbody, and it wasn't as cool. Uh or maybe I don't remember, but I remember this one was this was a lot cooler. This was definitely the coolest part of the match. Yeah, Lindsay was like a damn gymnast on the bars up there. It had a little, uh, it had a little of that. What I always say when they have to form a crowd underneath, but when it looks that cool, I'm cool with it. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm cool with the crowd if something's that spe- excuse me that spectacular. <laughs> Got a little choked up. Got a little choked up. It, yeah, I agree. But th- that's the reason why I'm not a huge Elimination Chamber fan is because they make it so spotty. And and you got guys wandering around waiting on spots, and that drives me nuts. Oh, yeah, totally. Did you see Otis? Otis had a good two minutes, man. He didn't know what was going on. I, I mean, we weren't supposed to be watching him, but for some reason I caught an eye of this. You know, he's a pretty big guy, and I noticed he's just kind of meandering around. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And he keeps like looking up on top of one of the pods because I guess one of the Lucha guys was supposed to get up there. So I'm assuming he's like waiting for something, you know. And it yeah. was it, it was extended way too long. It was extremely uncomfortable. Uh, I was gonna say the dude day basically took a big old dude day a dude nap. Oh yeah. Throughout <laughs> the entire match, they were just waiting on spots and just doing the big man nap. Yeah. So, but it, I mean, it, yeah you, you'll get those in these matches. But, I mean, that's that's a lot of matches nowadays because, I mean, you got a lot of cooks in the kitchen. 
Yeah, they did it. They did it a, a very, an egregious an egregious one during the uh, the uh, intercontinental title match. I don't know. If oh, you, um, son of a bitch. The Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke versus Braun Strowman. Yeah. I don't know if you caught this, but they were doing the whole act where like Braun's chasing people around the ring. You know that movie does. Yeah, throwing shoulders. Yeah, and it's just, it was, man, it was rough. The guys, so he's supposed to be chasing Sami Zayn around. He's going to hit, as he's chasing Sami, he's going to hit Shinsuke with an elbow, with a shoulder block, and then he's going to hit Cesaro with the shoulder block. But, like, it was so badly timed, it was real rough. Sami Zayn was, like, crawling. Like, he's trying his hardest not to run too fast. And he's, like, yeah. waiting for Braun Strowman to get in position. And then they finally take off, and he's, like, running all slow. And Braun's, like, having to stop to hit people. Like, nothing's happening in sync. And then he goes, Sami Zayn goes under the ring, and Braun chase, chases him with with air quotes for an audio medium. My bad. <laughs> he's, ch- he's chasing him in air quotes under the ring. For some reason, stops, like, you know, Sami Zayn went completely under. But yeah. for, for some reason, Braun Strowman stopped about four feet under. And we're like, it's like, why is he stopping? And he's just sitting there. And it seems like the clock's ticking for an hour. And then he starts, like, moving his feet along, feet around like it's a panic. And then finally, you know, Shinsuke and Cesaro get over there to grab him. Like, it was supposed to happen ten seconds ago. <laughs> to stop him from getting Sami Zayn. It's just like, God, it's horrible. I hate that. I, I, I remember catching the end of that. This is my sandwich match, the Intercontinental title, but I remember seeing uh, Braun. Uh, you're right. It seemed like he was just sitting there with his legs out for an hour. I no. can't remember what ended up happening from that. Like It, it felt like a wily e. Coyote trick that just didn't work out. Yeah, I thought it was when he's sitting there, I thought, oh, he's supposed to be stuck. Okay. But then, you know, Shinsuke and... Cesaro finally sprint over and make it there and then pull him out. Okay, he was supposed to be stopped by them and pulled out. It was just, I hate shit like that. Just fucking have an old school fucking wrestling match. How about that? Yeah, jazz, baby. Yeah. Jazz. Jazz. Just, we, you know, work with the crowd. Let's just move the match like it should. It's too much fucking bullshit. Well, Charlotte and Becky are going to have trouble doing matches nowadays. They're yeah. going to have to completely <laughs> rework their style. Because we're going to hear every move being called out by them yeah. rather than Cole. Yeah. Can you imagine if JR would be going off right now? This is like his favorite topic. Really? Oh, yeah. He hates the spot fest. Which is, which, I, how does he, how the fuck does he commentate AEW? It's wild. I don't know. It's just spot, like, uh but maybe maybe it's changed. I don't know. I've heard a good. I've heard good things a couple last couple weeks, but I don't have time to watch anything. But have you heard any news about them? Like, are are they still going? Or are they shut it down? Uh, no, I haven't heard any. I haven't heard. Yeah, that's a good question. I haven't heard that. Uh, but now that you know that all the chips are falling, I'm sure they'll do something. Yeah. Hey, Snow. I don't, I don't know if they have the capacity to do an empty arena. But maybe if they do, then like them and WWE can learn some shit from each other on how to perfect this. Yeah. 
<laughs> a little competition in the uh, crowdless wrestling zone. <laughs> exactly. Fucking weird, man. Did you, um... Should we do the uh, movie thing? Or should we do Raw real quick? Let's do the movie thing. Let's talk about fucking... Let's talk about a movie, man. Okay, hang on here a sec. You gonna give him a call? Yeah. Try to figure it out on air here how we're gonna do this. I, I'm gonna I'm cut out for a sec so I can call him and bring him back. Well, hold on. Let me cue hey, something. In the meantime, Eric, I, I, have a, I have a song that's been stuck in my head since the corona hit. Oh, okay, you got something? Huh? I said, okay, you got something? Yeah. How about uh, Ghost Town by the Specials for a little segue music here? Let me cue it up. Man, this is a great, this is really a great submission for songs uh, for Covoid 19. Oh, yeah. It's been stuck in my head since. Just walking around last night, I went to the dope store. People were talking about dope. Of course, but I mean the streets were bare, so (laughs) it was fitting. All right, here we go. We'll buy any car, even this one. I'm gonna move the the mic so the audience gets a good, clear listen to this. Welcome, Bork. Thank you, boys. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got the corona cough. <laughs> That's alright. I feel like I'm coming down a little something, too. Everyone's panicking. Yep, it's panic time, baby. So, uh... Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Uh, Bork, we are here and we are 
proud to introduce the first edition of the Boom DDT Dollar Bin. Let's give a round of applause. Oh yeah, very excited. So, take it away, Bork. What are we reviewing today? Um, today's movie was one I saw on Hulu that they kept popping up, and I was like, what is this? And I always put it off, but it's uh, a Hulk Hogan movie called No Holds Barred. Mm-hmm. And it's an action sports movie. It uh, came out in 1989, and it's like PG-13. And it's, yeah, it's just an intense action sports movie made for, like, 13-year-old boys. Like, yes. it's got sex jokes. It's got, like, <laughs> just attempted murder everywhere. Like, the villains are insane. and Extremely. It's, very, it's, a, it's a very bad movie, but it's very good. There's a lot of good things in it. Yes, yeah, so it's extremely easy to follow script. Oh yeah, I think oh, we... yeah. the summary the summary is very simple. Uh, tell us the plot of this movie. You just want me to give you a little, just a little paragraph, and then we yeah. can talk from there. Yeah, just, just like ex- always... yeah. Explain to listeners what uh, a little shake the cliff notes on what this bad boy's about. Uh, Hulk Hogan plays a wrestler that's the world wrestling champion. I believe the heavyweight. His name is Rip Thomas. Rip. Rip him. He goes by Ripper. Hell yeah. But uh, he gets, he just gets an offer to join this other network, the WTN, like a competing network. And he's a loyal boy, so he doesn't. And he just, yeah, he refuses the offer. And, uh, the executives end up creating this new show called the Battle of the Tough Guys, <laughs> and it becomes a smash hit, and they're still trying to lure him in, and they end up just doing a bunch of shady shit to uh, try and get ripped to battle their uh, ultimate fighter, which is named Zeus. Yeah. And it's played by, uh, uh, what was his name, Tommy Tiny Lister, the guy who plays Debo on Debo. Friday. He's it's played by Debo. You you, oh, he, you know him by yeah, Debo. He's Debo. He's a convict <laughs> that just got out that killed a man in the ring. Yeah, he's Debo. My uh, <laughs> Samantha was like, "What's wrong with his eye?" And I was like, "I mean, he he does have a wonky eye, but I think he's exaggerating it a little bit, or maybe <laughs> maybe." I watched it. I was like, "I have to watch Friday again. Like, I don't remember his eye being that bad." It's not that bad normally. Maybe it got better with age, or maybe he you know had it corrected somehow. But uh, and the make the he, makeup department did give him like this kind of a V, like a unibrow. Like it looked. One half of it was longer than the other half. It was a real weird eyebrow on him. It was so weird. It was like an Anthony Davis unibrow, except without the outer edges. Yeah, and it all—it was a we, me, and Samantha were talking about. It. It's a three-quarter. Like it didn't go. It didn't go all the way across the forehead. It was. It was the oddest thing. I think it was just to yeah, make like him look it menacing. Halfway above his eyeballs, like. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just to make him look menacing. Yeah, just make him look scary. Yeah. Uh, I like how you said attempted murder, because one of my favorite scenes is when uh, the Ripper's running down one of the bad guys on his on his fucking steel horse. And uh, yeah. uh, he just, like, he straight up hits a man, like, going full speed. And then he, like, comes up behind him and puts his front tire, like, up the guy's ass and then drives him into a tree. And somehow he yeah, does so, so Everybody's like good. I was like, that guy's dead. 
<laughs> but you didn't you didn't include what happened in the scene just before that is that henchman like basically tried to rape and assault yeah uh, his love interest in a parking garage and he Ugh. just rolls up on his hog is like hey, get back here yeah <laughs> yeah he just glossed over the rape factor the, and she's like crying on the ground and then he just hauls off and then just yeah annihilates him with his hog and throws him into the tree <laughs> and uh several women were beaten uh, it, it's uh, it's the 80s movie where it's not quite you know it's not pc anymore no no but, I, like it's also an 80s movie where yeah we were talking about like the villains are like just ratcheted up to 10 like you got to kill, you got to maim, what do you do for a job? Well, we're network television producers, like, but we got to get our show on the air, so yeah, we got to kill this guy, like. Did I, uh, did I have, like, a a misunderstanding, or why was the guy, Matt, why was the the executive for, what what was the the name of the uh, channel? World Television Network, WTN. Why was the executive for WTN so mad at the end when Zeus was beating the Ripper's ass? Like, what? Why does it matter? You get, you got, you got the Ripper on your show. You're getting all the ratings. I think when I watched it again and I saw that, I think he was getting mad because like Ripper. Hulk Hogan wasn't quite done. He was, like, on the mat, and then uh, Zeus started, like, attacking everyone around him and, like, tearing down the ring and, like, kicking, like, the audience members and the ref and everybody. And I think he was just kind of yelling. He's like, no, just get Ripper. Concentrate on Ripper. Oh, okay. Okay. But then, yeah. Ripper was supposed to give him 10 minutes, so he's probably watched the clock to make sure he got his buddy's worth. Okay. Yeah, and it was my assumption that he told ripper to throw the match but i think he still wanted to kill ripper anyways in the ring like just let zeus kill him it's kind of yeah the story is it's all it's one of those movies that it's written around the action pieces and then they just kind of fill in the story and the romance later and yeah oh it's real it's bad (laughs) the romance was (laughs) oh the romance the romance was was rough i was gonna ask you guys what did you think of the fake out perspective shot where you see you see heels and you think the butt cheeks but those <laughs> are the weirdest butt cheeks I've ever seen yeah <laughs> that and was it's just no it's like out it's just Hulk Hogan doing some push ups in the middle of the night yeah was that what they were going for cause I was generally like confused like I could tell they weren't butt cheeks I could tell they weren't boobs I didn't know what they were and then I'm like oh they're heels but uh, that was like a the, that's like a three seconds I'll set it up PR lady that he falls in love with is named Samantha, and they have this room together in a hotel while they're on the road. And of course, you know, they didn't book a double, so they got to get in close quarters and they don't like each other. But so there's, so there's there's romantic tension, but like they separate the room, and then in the middle of the night, she wakes up and you hear like the bed bouncing, like his half, and it's a masturbation joke. I'm like, okay, that's pretty funny, I guess. If you're, if you're a little kid, like, because she's like, "What is he doing over there?" That she peeks through, and you just see the little, the little heels. But it looks weird. I'm like, "What is this shot?" Like, yeah, he's trying do- to be funny, but he's doing inverted. Weird. He's doing inverted push-ups off the edge of the bed. Yeah. So that's okay, why. Is it, yeah, is that like a real thing? I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. 
So the Hulk it is. Yeah. Just put your feet up and then just do some push-ups. Yeah, if you're the fucking Ripper, it is. Uh, uh, that had some... I have some... Uh, here's one of my favorite clips of... Uh, the. Uh, do you know the guy's name that played the big the big executive from uh, WTN? His character's name was just Brell. Like Mr. Brell. But uh, he's a classic 80s guy. His name's Kurt Fuller. Yeah, he's I, always played. He's always played like the secondhand guy to like the villain boss, or like just a sniveling, like just just someone you can't trust, like a weasel character in '80s movies. So yeah, he's the big executive that wants to get. Uh, he wants to get the big match: Zeus versus the Ripper, which is Hulk Hogan. So this guy, the big executive, has two uh, little little lackey boys on his staff. And I actually thought that they had, like, the best performances of the movie. Yeah. Like, a lot of their stuff made me laugh. Like, their reactions. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it, that was hilarious to me. And I, they both looked familiar. I didn't I didn't look into their filmographies, but they did look familiar. Yeah, the guy that plays Unger, their, their names are Ordway and Unger, and they're just two little, two little gremlins that run around. But, like... Yeah, the other guy's name is David Paymer, and like he's he's been in things like I feel like he's in Parent Trap or like no, Disney movies, like playing the father. Yeah. Not Parent Trap. Not Parent Trap. No, nope, <laughs> I know that movie. What's the, whatever the one where that kids lock the parents in the basement? That's Parent Trap. Is that Parent Trap? Right, Jeff. No, parent Trap is hooking the single divorced mom up. Through Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, God. Well, what's the other one? Is it called, What's it called, Jeff? We, me, you, and Jason always watched it. Where they where they locked the parents in the basement. And then Three they, No. And then, they, <laughs> and then they take over and they make, like, a sweet, like, crazy uh, blender concoction with, like, ho-hos and shit that we always dreamed of doing. Oh, God. Like, Jason always watched it. I think it's called House Arrest, or... Because yeah, they lock all their parents like in one house, and it's like a prison. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I have a clip here of our our lead uh, network executive at uh, WTN, and this is when he's undressing the entire boardroom because he wants fucking the Ripper on uh, yeah. on staff, and you know what? He's not gonna take no for an answer. No. <laughs> nope. You know what? I'm going to add that in post. I can do it better. Right. Yeah. Right, we can fix it in post. Yeah, I can add that in better. But yeah, that was one of my favorite scenes. Another scene I loved was uh, when uh, he's like, they're first like hijacking him in the back of the limo. Oh, uh, yeah. And he's kidnapping in this movie. <laughs> and... For Hulk's just trying to smash out this vehicle and it just makes no sense. He's like breaking interior pieces for no reason, just going like ha! Bah! Yeah, he takes like the mini bar and it like rocks the car and like the driver is like rattling. He's like, oh! Yeah. Yeah, the driver broke the mini bar. Yeah, he broke the mini bar. The driver's got crooked glasses and swerving onto oncoming traffic because he's kicking the door so fucking hard, bro. 
Yeah, and I noticed throughout this whole movie, uh, Hogan's Hogan's outfits are amazing and very cheap looking, but amazing. But oh. uh, all his shoes are like cowboy boots. Like they they all have like heels on them, so he's always like standing taller, you know. Yeah. Because I was wondering, I was like, how is his foot like denting that car door? And then I saw another shot, and it's like a heel. I'm like, oh, he's got like cowboy boot heels on. Like, I was like, how is he wrestling and walking around in those? That's what. Yeah. He he had a fuck. Uh, he had some amazing wardrobe, man. Uh, I mean, I liked a lot of the colors. <clears throat> One more thing I need to discuss is the um, the country bar that the WTN execs execs go to. Oh to yeah. Yep. That's all. That's all great scenes. Because Jesus Christ, I don't know if that was supposed to be a dive, if that's supposed to be an accurate accurate uh, replica of a dive bar in the eighties, but good God. Well, they just wanted yeah. to, they wanted to convey the fact that like these guys were animals, man, savages, yeah, and they really and like, they really were. These are the these are the type of Americans that are like tuning into the programming that they want. Like, just this is their kind of people. Like the just the real crazy lower class. They'll just wrestle in the middle of a bar, like to the death. Uh, I was excited to see. Doing? I was excited to see the love interest was uh, the woman from "See No Evil, Hear No Evil." I knew I recognized. Oh, yeah, man. And Good I pull Eric. Oh yeah, I loved her in that. So I was so excited to see this. She's, I was like, uh, yes. she's the henchwoman that like lures Gene Wilder. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like his like his love interest. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Her lure is strong. <laughs> and Gene Wilder can smell her, remember? He's the he's the blind one. Yep. No no he's no, he's the deaf one. Yeah. He still can smell her though. <laughs> <laughs> they both can smell. That's that's God given right. He can still smell her. Oh man! Well, that was a Bork. I appreciate that was a. You have anything else to say on this movie? That was a great review, and a great, um, great suggestion. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. For the listeners, I would say this is a movie with the where the content that you're gonna enjoy is like the editing, the funny zooms, uh, the AD, the ADR. Like if you like Matt Stone and Trey Parker movies. Or like half of the dialogue you hear in the background and it's funny lines like that's what all this is. Yeah, yep. it's just a ton of lines like that that I couldn't even write down. But like I I couldn't recommend this movie enough. I kind of <laughs> passed it off just by the look of it, and I was pleasantly surprised. And it does have some wrestling. Uh, a couple things I read online where like Vince said that uh, said during a promo one night that like. Hogan, like he, like to a crowd at like a Monday Night Raw, he was like, Hogan said that if that movie lost any money, uh, he'd pay me or something. I guess the check's still in the mail. Because uh, I yeah, guess it was I like, that. like it's a couple things that JR has clowned it on air too. So it's got a little wrestling history in it. Yeah, because it was written by this guy named Dennis, but supposedly Vince and Hogan have like executive producer credits. So they like the story goes, they supposedly rewrote it in a hotel in like 72 hours. Cause they didn't like it. <laughs> and that's, and that's why it's basically just a Hogan puff piece. 
where it's like he's such a wholesome guy and yeah he's american, he's, he's american hero and I, the whole time i was thinking everyone doing this is on cocaine <laughs> <laughs> that is an amazing another, story sorry and sorry to interrupt but another quick thing his arms when he gets into action always get oiled like in one edit He's got regular hot dog skin, and then he starts throwing dudes. Greasy. Or, like, bashing up the place. Like, he just got greasy arms. I'm like, yeah, they have to add a little oil onto that to give him that look. <laughs> yeah, grease him up. Yeah. The, uh, they don't call them 24-inch pythons, but during the match at the beginning with uh, Mean Gene and uh, Jesse the Body on commentary, that's, that's probably the most wrestling... <laughs> part of the movie is the opening credits but uh oh, yeah they call them 24 inch guns and yeah once i saw them i was wondering about the universe like if there's going to be regular wrestlers and fake wrestlers but yeah those are like the only kind of real people and they had real wrestlers in the whole cast and like background but like uh do you want to you guys want some of these uh names that they that rip and zeus faced yeah yeah we got uh Lugerinch perkins he was, the, he was the industrial area guy. We got Rebar Lawless. That was the guy fighting that subway warehouse. And then, like, the amateur ones were, like, Brock Chisler, Bulldog McPherson, <laughs> Klondike Kramer. Klondike Kramer? <laughs> Klondike Kramer, yeah. He's a real crazy blonde guy. Oh, yeah. He was, he was spraying himself with something. Yeah, he's like, spraying his face with something. I was like, what is he doing? Is That's he eating Crisco or, like... Pam or something like no a friend of the show JT Energy is he missed himself in the ring yeah maybe it's oh, a, like that was like a water moisturizer mist or something like yeah maybe, maybe it's a tribute to uh what was that guy's name Klondike Kramer maybe it's a tribute to a nod old Klondike Kramer could be <laughs> that's awesome hell yeah you got anything else Jeff on this movie I thought the Battle, uh, Battle of the Tough Guys was a brilliant name. Yes. Like, <laughs> That's got Vince written all over it. What's going on in that show? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because do you know the rules? The rules are the last one standing wins and just don't kill nobody. That's yeah. the rules. Them's the rules. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, uh, Battle of the Tough Guys? Like, yeah, it's, it's an alright name. Well, it's like, it's got Vince McMahon written all over it. Yeah. That's what's hilarious. They can't. They thought that was good. Battle of the tough guys. Holy shit! Uh, let's show our shiny Hogan's hair. <laughs> his hair is so white and platinum. Like I couldn't stand it in some scenes. Oh, and his skin was so hot dog. It clashed yeah, so well. It's so red. Mm. Uh, in well, Japan, the English title of this movie is called the Golden Bomber or Golden Bomber. The Golden <laughs> Bomber. Oh my God, he is a Golden Bomber. <laughs> someone to watch something on a streaming service they pull it right away so well you heard It'll it on, you heard it, it folks be on Hulu. the milkman uh highly highly recommends and endorses this fine film you can find it on hulu and what's it called bork no holds barred no holds barred no holds barred well thank you bork for the first edition of the boom ddt dollar bin it was wonderful thank you Thank you, boys. 
All right, take it easy. See you later. Bye. We'll give him a round of applause on his way out. Thank you, Bork. All right, Jeff, you still there, or do you have to have another intermission? No, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> that was a good intermission, though. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I came back here, and the, uh, the ladies singing their little wine. Yeah. I love to sing along with. Well, that I think that went real well. I like that segment. Yeah. I mean, I think it was... Uh, I want to eventually, when uh, Jay gets back from Mexico, I want to get some uh, entrance music going for him. So I'm going to start thinking about some different Hollywood vibes that we can I have... have for the, for the dollar bin. Yeah, I remember I had that one. Do you remember what it was like? No. Here, let me hit it for you real quick. Um, what else do we have to talk about? Just Raw? Uh, Raw, and I do have uh, Bulls update. Oh, okay. Let me see here. I mean, the Bulls updates will be going on hold, but I got one more. Man, okay. Well, let's go ahead and talk about Raw. Or no, here it is. God, I couldn't find it. Uh, let's see. Let's hear this one real quick. You remember that one? Yeah. We might be able to incorporate that, rate that into something new. We'll see. But it's not called feature presentation. No. But we could cut that little part off. We can figure something out. We'll we'll yeah. fi- we'll figure yeah, that we'll, one. Out. We'll, we'll work with this. We'll figure that out. But yeah, thanks to Bork for hooking that up. I thought that was fun, and it was a great great submission, great recommendation. No holds barred on Hulu. It's pretty fucking hilarious. And uh, some good digging by you to. Uh find out the see no evil hear no evil that's a nice little tie-in with the t-shirts oh yeah with the boom ddt t-shirt oh yeah so uh, uh yeah, yeah. Some real quick, Eric. yeah because we are we're running a little over from the debut of our segment there so uh okay, it's worth it oh yeah people got, people got corona time oh yeah uh raw this week i watched it this morning only took me one try nice so that was pretty successful uh, but what, what was your uh, take? What I, did you like? I liked the. Uh, I'm most into the. Well, I mean, not not that I was in love with this particular version, but I'm most into the Randy Orton Edge feud. It's my top feud right now. Yeah. And uh, or well, I I do like the DMAC feud actually, but anyway, I think. The segment where they had on this Raw was, you know, Edge was going to come back to get revenge on Randy Orton from RKOing his wife. It's his wife, damn it. Yeah, it's his wife. So, he's coming back to get revenge. And, uh, I liked it. The only part I... So, what happens, in long story short, you know, Randy gets in the ring. Or, no, Randy doesn't get in the ring. Um, MVP gets in the ring. Yep. 
and uh, he's cutting a promo, and he's kind of acting like he's going to start manager, you know, do some managerial duty for Edge. Yeah. And bring him back to his prominence of the of his golden age. Uh, as he's doing this, Edge shows up. Edge rushes the ring, pretty much just ignores MVP, and then calls out Randy Orton. Randy Orton's a no-show. MVP starts chit-chatting again. He eventually says something about his wife. How's your wife? How's your wife? Yeah, which isn't very insulting, but at a time like this, Jeff, you just you can't say anything about his wife, damn it. Nope. So he, sure he turns around and he's pissed. And uh, starts attacking MVP, but as soon as he starts attacking MVP, Randy Orton shows up from behind like a coward. Yep. And sneaks uh, in the back door. Sneaks in the back door, attacks Edge. They brawl. Edge ends up getting the upper hand on Orton, and then Orton kind of scurries out. As far as I remember, and then um, so all that I was cool with. I thought that was a cool start. Then he ends I just up. I got an RKO off. You mentioned that. Oh, Edge did R- RKO'd Randy. That's how. That's what happened. Yeah. Um. So then Randy slithers out of the ring, I guess, and then he starts uh, making an example out of MVP, basically. Yeah. He's gonna beat the RKO's shit. RKO's MVP, and then sets up the concerto, while Edge for I mean, while Orton for some reason cares. Yeah. Well, he's like, just. Why didn't he just walk out? He doesn't have shit with MVP, you know. Yeah, well, I think he's just, he's fascinated by how menacing this man is now. Oh, yeah, he's... He's in awe. He's he's in shock, like when The Undertaker comes in with that classic meme. Yeah, he's in in shock. Uh, But, you know, so he's making an example out of MVP, and it was just weird to me how, where it went after that. Like, then they're both staring at each other. It's like, why isn't Edge just run out and attack Randy Orton? Yeah, they're just having a long-distance stare down. And then Randy turns around to walk in the back, and then Edge starts chasing him afterwards. But then it doesn't lead to anything. Oh, uh, well, after... I don't know if you got this on the Hulu Cup, but uh, uh, Charlie or someone stopped Edge. And Edge is like... uh, at 110% adrenaline, you know, he's got the volume up to 11. Yeah. It's just like, Orton already left. Well, how, how the fuck did you know that, Charlie? But, yeah, she just said that Orton left and that was that. Okay. He's off and frustrated. Yeah, I feel like you either end it with Edge in the ring. You know, if you're going to have a chase down, have a chase down. I mean, he was only like 10 feet behind him. Like if we're if we're gonna say that he left, that's fine. But we need to see the footage of him sprinting to the car and Edge just barely missing him, and he peels out. Yeah, they they left that off the program. They just had Charlie say, "Oh, he, he left." Well, it's like someone could have stopped him. Yeah, really? Because I, I was hot on his ta- on his trail. I was literally running as fast as I could, ten feet behind him. Yeah, so I'm surprised. Charlie, you tend to watch everything that's going on in the ring. <laughs> So I thought it I it moved the it moved the story along and I thought it was fine. That last that ending part was weird, but I liked the beginning of it. Yeah, uh, on backstage they were just saying something that I agree with, just that uh could have done without MVP entirely, like have 
and just show up like unannounced, straight up unannounced. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, of you course, know, you can't. I think that would have been a little better. Yeah, but you can't do anything without an announcement nowadays. Nope. Yeah, that's even with that. They, they're, they're stealing our takes on backstage. Like, I get it with the ratings and everything, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that was my favorite segment. Uh, D-Mac had an okay segment just because we're deep. Okay segment, Eric. Well, yeah, I mean, it was awesome how he destroyed that douchebag's fucking stupid-ass pin or whatever it is. So we, we, we didn't get to it last week, but did you ever see the unveiling of that thing? Yeah, it was a dumbass, fake-ass spider. I don't even know what we were supposed to... I don't know what that meant. Yeah, it was a carnival spider. It was terrible. They, they just they tried to sweep under the rug on us, and that was ungodly terrible, so D-Mac took a fucking hammer to it. Yeah, destroy it. Get it out of my life. I don't understand what we were supposed to... Were we, were, were we supposed to take that as... Oh, this guy carries around a fake spider. He's a psychopath. Or we were we were supposed to think that that was a real spider. No, we were supposed or, to think it's real because it's bitten people before. That's what I mean. I I don't get it. Like that's insulting. You want me to believe that's a real spider? I don't know. I think they they were done with it too. Obviously, they buried Rowan for yeah. weeks and months. Well, they just buried. They, well, we got to show something. Yeah, they just buried that storyline. Well, I mean, D-Mac just saved Eric Rhodes' career, probably. Yeah. <laughs> by literally squashing that story. Yeah, seriously. Fucking D-Mac's throwing guys a bone out here. Yeah. That's how, bone. That's that how well great, he's doing. I, Eric, my favorite segment of the night has to go to AJ. Oh, yeah, no, AJ did cut a, cut a good-ass promo. Yeah, he... he he went past kayfabe and just started calling Taker Mark Galloway and calling out Michelle McCool, saying she's conniving. Yeah, and that he's old, and then he, he said he was going to straight up kill him. Yeah, and then he walked that back a little bit because the crowd reaction, but <laughs> yeah. he said he's going to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> I really loved that. I, I definitely took a video of it on my phone. It, oh, was, uh, it was pretty amazing, like... That's the most cool shit right there. He straight up said, I'm going to make sure you die in the ring. And I was like, damn, he's going to kill him. And then he's like, let me let me rephrase that. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that your soul leaves in that ring or something crazy. It's like, no, dude, you said you're going to kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't hedge that. Yeah. You said you're going to kill him. Yeah. You got to run with that now. Yeah. So that's a good point. I forgot about that. That was a great part of that. So yeah, so it had some good moments. Oh yeah. I can't think of anything uh, else. We had D Mac, AJ, Edge, and Randy. Uh, Becky. I, oh. I, I, I'm gonna rescind my take that she's turning heel. She was just getting really cocky that week. Yeah. Because uh, they, 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 she just got in the ring, called out Shayna. Shayna had called her a bitch or something. So Becky's main response is, I, I may be a bitch, but I'm the bitch that runs this division. Ooh. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I don't know what to expect, but I like it. Yeah, well, that that could be cool. I mean, if we, if we go in not knowing who's going to win, that's always the best way to do it. Oh, yeah. 
So that that could be a good that could be a good mania match. That I've I kind of been sleeping on it, but now I think about it, yeah. If, if I can't tell who's gonna win, that's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Water cooler talk, Eric. Exactly. That's about it for Raw. That uh, was really jump off the page, you know. Yep. And then we talked about Corona SmackDown already. Yeah, um, last week's SmackDown we could go ahead and skip because I rushed through it. Yep. But, uh, yeah, no, it wasn't a bad Raw. Um, we're about we're about a minute, 18 minutes in, minute or an hour 18, but we still got to do uh, this Chicago Bulls update because, you know, in these uh, trying times, uh, things change. So, yeah, I'll offer you that egg. So are you ready for the Bulls update, Jeff? Hell yeah. And now... Your 30-second Chicago Bulls update. Bulls fans! I see the season's been interrupted now, but the Bulls got in two games since I last talked to you. First one I didn't watch because they lost to the Brooklyn Nets on a Sunday. And I was watching uh, the Elimination Chamber, man. Didn't get a chance to watch it. But the second one, they played Cleveland. Uh, this was Kobe White's first start of his career. They finally put his ass in the starting lineup. Yeah. And uh, Poppy was kind of sloppy, but still was the leading scorer for the Bulls with 20 points. 20 points, 9 turnovers, 5 assists, 5 rebounds against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. Uh, so Close games throughout, a lot of back and forth, lead changes and ties. You got Lowry back in the starting lineup, Wendell's back in the starting lineup. Otto Porter's still coming off the bench for no reason. But a very balanced scoring because Zach Levine's not there, so no one knows who's taking the cake. Uh, Bulls end up winning this motherfucker, 108-103. So we went into this break on, on, a, on a good note, at least. Bulls yeah. are sitting in 11th in the East, 21-43. No chance, I mean, very minimal chance of the playoffs, but... Oh, but you know what I just thought of, Jeff? What's that? What if, uh, you know, the shit hits the fan and the the season's over, guess what? My prediction was pretty damn close. God damn. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, (laughs) did I say 21-43? Yeah. I was mistaken, Eric. What's what's the record? Twenty two at forty three. Oh. oh Nancy. Yeah. No, I hope to oh, get Nancy. Eric might have called this shit for the get go. Maybe. I'm gonna hope that I didn't. Cause I'd yeah. ra- I'd rather see a, a smooth finish. I like the NBA finals, everybody does. So yeah, I don't want yeah, that well, to happen. Now you're gonna like it in July and August when it's ninety degrees out. <laughs> yeah. We, we only time will tell. Yeah. Yeah, stay tuned, Bulls fans, because uh, Bulls did uh, no one tested positive from what I read. And the, the Bulls, the shit will be back. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know how to talk about the old C-Vid or whatever it is. <laughs> shit, <laughs> shit, Shit will be back. Hopefully, sooner than later. Let's say that. Yeah. 
Um, so where are we going to go with the 30 second bulls update from here on out? Uh, I'm going to suspend it until <laughs> I hear some news. If I hear some news, I'll, I'll let you know before the show that I have a bulls update. Okay. So the ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately due to coronavirus, COVID-19 epidemic 2020, the Chicago, the 32nd Chicago Bulls update has officially been suspended. And uh, until further notice, and we are saddened to, to say that, but it's the truth. In these trying times, you must take precautions. Indeed. And, um, but you know what? Thanks for that. The final, not, not gone, Jeff. Whoa. Not, not gone or not goodbye. But until later, thank you. Thank you. All right, Jeff, you got anything else from the wrestling week? Uh, Just watch the SmackDown because a lot of shit's going to change. Yeah, yeah. We'll keep an eye out. um, And we'll see where this goes. If the source content leaves completely, then we'll switch it up and do something else. We're just getting our segments in order. Yeah, we'll we'll talk to Bork and we'll talk to Jay and we'll call anybody and see what they want to talk about. Hell yeah! All right, Jeff, let's do it again next week, huh? Eh, sounds good. Night, night. Night, night. <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the ho 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 Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.